things living. And how life can take us to a place where sometimes we are totally not thankful. Anybody ever lived a week like that, a month like that, sometimes it's in a month, where the glass, like we said last week, is half empty instead of half full? And if we're not careful, we can absolutely find ourselves in a place where we're so focused on what we don't have more than we should focus on what we do have. Life happens, things happen, but in the day, you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, then at some point, there's something to be thankful for. And that's what thanks living. That's what that's what drives behind a couple weeks of the series. That's what this is about. So Colossians, if you have a Bible, turn there. If you don't have a Bible, you don't own at home. Uh, there's one in the seat in front of you should be. It's yours. Take it. Read it. Write in it. Colossians 2, 8 and 15. I'm so excited about this message. Today has been such a wonderful day, and people have just been very enthralled with the Word of God, and hopefully that hit you where, where it needs to hit you. It hit me tremendously when I was studying it. Colossians 2, 8-15. See to it that no one takes you captive through how long accept the philosophy which depends on human tradition. And the basic principles of this world, rather than on Christ, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of your sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of him, triumphing over them by the cross. Let's pray. Father, please remove me today and any of my opinions and let your word go forward. There are people in this room right now that are struggling with life stuff, and I pray that you would help us through your word to just go another week. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Number one, I'm thankful and I'm free. Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive through hallowed and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than Christ. How many of you hate red lights? You love green lights? How many of you have been stuck in traffic lately? We don't like that, do we? It bounds us in. It, we don't like. We just don't like that. Like we're we're kind of bounded in by it. I can't go. I can't move. I was on I ninety five the other day, and there was a huge wreck. I'm just sitting there going, ugh. Or as Jimmy Fallon would say, ugh. <laughs> okay, and, and so we don't like that. We don't 
like to be counted. We, we, we don't like to be in that place of, I can't move here, I can't go left, I can't go right. Spiritually, if we think about it, left to our own self, we're not free. There's no freedom. If you look at this next verse, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm in it and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Paul's telling the church in Colossians, listen, this is what you have to think about. Don't go back to your old ways. Stay firm. Like God has done this for us through Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself be burdened again by slavery. Spiritual slavery. So the idea behind this comes really clear in this next verse. <clears throat> Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my back. How do we, and I love this service, I love this service because I'm completely exhausted and sorry. <laughs> awesome. How do I walk in freedom? It'll be redundant again. The way that I walk in freedom is I'm, read, I'm reading the Word. Because the Word of God is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. We all go through things. We all experience things. Some things hurt us more than anybody can imagine. But if we're going to call ourselves Christ followers and we're going to walk through those with grace and dignity, then we're going to have to be rooted in the Word of God. We're going to have to be in the Word of God, walk, walk through them behind Jesus, because He's the way we We're going to walk through those. We're going to, we're going to completely walk through those, and we're going to know that at the end of the day, we actually didn't walk, we were carried. Because His Word carries us. Some of you here today are looking at me like I'm stupid. And I am. In reference to my wife. Sometimes I'm kidding. The Bible, young people in this room right now, the Word of God is the key to everything that we need. It's the key to freedom. And if you're struggling with something in your life at this very moment, it's in the Word of God. This last scripture we'll look at right here. He has made us confident as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter of the law of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. So maybe you were raised in a way where you had to do this, 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 and this. You had to do certain things to get God's approval. The Bible's saying right here, yes, that was at one time. However, now, what Jesus Christ did for us brought grace. Now, Paul tells us in Romans, we talk about this a lot, you can't keep on doing whatever you want to do just to get grace. But if you're trying and moving forward and doing what you know that you need to be doing, the Spirit gives life. And how does the Spirit give life? The Spirit gives life because the Spirit of God enlightens the Word of God to our life. You... You can't read this book. You can't. You can read this book. And it can be okay. But until the Spirit of God invades your life, you can't read it and it'd be awesome. Because the Spirit of God 
brings revelation to this word. And so I know a lot of you, I know how busy you are. When's the last time that you pressed away, thank God for freedom in your life? And if you don't have freedom, this is where I find freedom. This is where I find how to break out of this rut I'm in. This is where I find it. But it takes time. And oh boy, isn't that the greatest resource we have? Next thing. I am thankful for who I am in Christ. Colossians 2, 9 10. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Now we can read these verses and we can kind of talk about them a little bit, but let's think about them, if you would like. Let's think about them. So all of who God was was in His Son. His Son gets sent to the earth. He walks about the earth in deity, in bodily form. He does what we couldn't do in overcoming sin. And then this amazing verse, Colossians 2.10, if, if you like write this down, underline it if you have a Bible, put it in your phone or whatever you do. And, and we have been given fullness in Christ. Fullness. We've been given fullness. Let me ask you a question. How many of you felt empty this week? So the rest of you, maybe you should leave. <laughs> Man, there are weeks and two weeks and months where you feel empty. Like, I don't have anything else to give. I don't have. But as a Christ follower, the Bible's telling us right here in Colossians 2.10, we've been given fullness in Christ. So what God had to offer, He gave to Christ. Christ walked earth, and when Christ did what He was challenged to do, He gave us. So I can live every day in fullness. Do I feel full every day? Absolutely not. Does the phone ring too much? Yes. Are there too many bills? Yes. I, you know, it, 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 things happen in my life, yeah. But I can live in the fullness of who I am in Christ because I put my faith in Jesus Christ. And I know through putting my faith in Jesus, I've been made full in God and the deity that was in Jesus. Now watch this. And you have been given fullness in Christ who is the head over every power and authority. I am, we are, in Christ, victorious. We are the fullness of what Jesus came to do. And does that mean that we can do whatever we want? So no. That means that we are God's child. So if you're the child of a God who created the universe, and you're going through a rough time right now, <coughs> take a deep breath. Everybody do that. Take a deep breath. Don't breathe on your neighbor. <laughs> you know what? I'm not a child. And in the greatest, greatest scheme of things, everything's going to be okay. I'm thankful for who I am in Christ. When's the last time you were thankful for that? Do we take that for granted? Because of life circumstance? Because I tell you what, I'm, I'm very, very thankful for who I am in Christ. 
Not because of who I am, because of who he is. Number three, I'm thankful for my anchor. Colossians 2, 11 and 12. In him you are also circumcised in the putting off of your sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. Jason, what in the world does that have to do with the point which we're going back to right now? What are you anchored to? Just got to ask you that. What are you anchored to right now? Well, that's good. That's a good answer. But but for some of us, we would say, well, maybe. Like, so here, I got this really goofy illustration, and um, it's really badly wrote. <laughs> Hey man, can you give me a rope? Oh yeah, I got a rope. <laughs> it's not Christmas time. <laughs> anyway. So, here's the illustration. I'm going to anchor myself to myself. Now, what am I anchored to? Because whatever I'm anchored to determines my peace. Whatever I'm anchored to determines where I go. Because whatever I'm anchored to, watch this. Whatever I am anchored to, when I get in trouble, that's where I go. You hear that? Whatever I'm anchored to, when I'm in trouble. And so we're seeing in this scripture that, look, you were in your sinful nature, but Jesus did something to help you out of that sinful nature. And at some point, you have to realize Salvation is what we're anchored to. All the other stuff that goes on in our life is work. I tell you what's not work. It was work for Jesus. It was called the cross. And we're, that's what we're anchored to when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Psalms 18 says it like this. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock. In whom I take refuge... He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. So think about this. What, what are you anchored to? Talking about being thankful for things. What? Let's be thankful for the fact that God sent His only Son to anchor us. So here's an idea. I'm anchored to my finances. Can anybody relate to that? Can I get an amen? I'm anchored. So if my focus is anchored in my finance and how the bank account looks, then that's what's going to draw me to worries and fear. And at the same time, I'm trying to be anchored to the rock that Psalms talks about. But the rock is only on Sunday and the rest of the week. I'm not really in the Word, so I can't really be anchored to that. So I'm anchored. I'm anchored. So when finance falls apart, I'm walking around like this. If you didn't notice, I'm walking in circles. <laughs> Relationship. 
is poured into this relationship. Because we're relational beings. We talked about that. And it don't work out. So I'm leaning on this relationship. I'm leaning on this relationship. I'm anchored in this relationship. I can't... Everything I think about has to do with this relationship. And then all of a sudden... Gone. You know what I'm going to do? My job. I'm, I've given my heart and soul to this job. You okay? Come on, man. I've given my heart and soul or maybe life or here's some life to this job. And all of a sudden, this job goes away and I'm... Don't you do How often do we refuse to give it? And how often do we need it? 
Because we've purposed at this church to be a transparent church. And, and if we're honest with one another, we all need forgiveness from others in our life, from sometimes the way we act, and most certainly from God. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, in other words, before you were, before Jesus Christ did what he did, when he cut away the darkness from the light, when you came to a point where we were given the absolute grace of what Jesus did, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. So, this weekend, I know many of you won't know this, but this weekend was the opening weekend of death season. Uh, it was. It was. And so my son and I had gotten invited somehow. I don't know, like we're doing this thing and um we, I just say this. It was it was interesting. So we went out Friday thinking that we were gonna spend like an hour and then go spend some time together and after nine hours of chopping through stuff and um, wrestling with alligators as Devin likes to call it. And so so we're done. And so um, in the process of all of that, I lost my phone. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's a freaking great thing, actually. <laughs> but yes, it was until I figured out that I had a lot of stuff on that phone that I needed to know before the next day. So anyway, so I'm like, Dylan's like, Dad, where do you, where, where you think? I said, well, we park there, 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 and there. And he goes, oh, man, all you got to do is wait until it gets dark. You know, I'm sweating. I'm exhausted. I am, like, over it. I don't care about this going anymore. Let's go. So I'm telling you, we got to just wait. I'm not staying here until it gets dark. It's, no. So we leave. And we go to where we're camping out, and then we get up, and we drive back over to where we're the next day. And he goes, Dad, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to I'm like, yeah, whatever. So we pull in, stop the first place, second place, third place, and uh, home run, right? Um, we get to where the last place was I stopped, and I get out of the truck, and I'm trying to get ready because he had to Oh, my goodness, it's crazy. And then um, Dylan's calling the phone, right? He's got some and he goes, hey! He's got my phone in his hand. Yes! <laughs> my life has just been restored. Which is so stupid. Right? But it is what it is. And, and so I, like I'm, I'm like, yes! And before we had the epic hug on the dive that we were on, I got so convicted. I'm telling you, this is how God deals with me. I got so stinking convicted because how many times have I looked at that kid? How would you lose your phone? <laughs> Look at him going, hey! And some of you husbands are going, I said that to my wife. And some of you mothers say, I said that to my husband. How do you lose a car? <laughs> it's a very big object. Super big. Um, no, I, 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 so many times in my life, I look, I, you know, I would say things to, like Tim, as far as stuff. How could you lose your phone? We paid a lot of money for that phone. What, what? How could you lose? Like leave that somewhere? And the Lord gave me a huge, huge. Oh, and I'm 
was like I just took it with like a bullet vest on it, a spiritual bullet vest. Boom, 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 boom. Who are you to not ask for forgiveness when you just lost your phone? Are we connected at all? Does that make sense? Yeah, it should. And so the idea is I'm so thankful for God's forgiveness in my life. I really am. Because just as I offered forgiveness to Dylan, I didn't. I did. I offered things. I texted her and actually. I texted her and said, I just found this phone. Do you know who it belongs to? <laughs> You're way better looking than your boyfriend. <laughs> I did do that. She was like, ha ha, you found your phone. <laughs>
freedom creatures. We get to choose. But we know this. Jesus finished it all. Disarmed. In other words, the enemy is shooting a blank gun. And maybe you're here today and your life is so good that you haven't been shot at it. For the rest of us, just know, you shoot the blank gun. Blank gun. And that's beautiful. And that's what Jesus Christ did for us. Think about it. That's what, if you're having problems in your marriage today, that's a blank gun. It, it's making noise, but it's not going to hurt unless you allow it to hurt. You have problems with your kids today, and it's making noise? Absolutely. But that's a blank gun. And they make some noise. It's not going to hurt. You have a problem in a certain area of your life, whatever it may be? Yes. Problems? It's a blank gun. But unless you allow it to hurt, it ain't going to hurt. Great thought. And how do we do that? We do that after staying rooted in the Word of God. That's it. The only trouble the enemy can cause in our life is either what God allows and or what we allow. Absolutely. And so if there's an area of your life right now that you're not living in victory, then talk to God about it. And Maybe you're here today and you're not living in the spiritual victory because you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You can say today, I feel God knocking on my heart. I feel that. Like I feel something shifting. I feel something changing. And I need to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I need Salvation is all about belief. I need to finally take a moment and put my belief in who Jesus is. Great thing to do here today. What an amazing thing. Healing. Forgiveness. Powerful. Grace. Mercy. New life. New creation. If that's you today, right now, bow your heart and know that God loves you so much, He sent His only Son. Would you bow your head? We'll pray together before it's Jason, that's me. I feel right here this very moment. I feel the Lord. I feel with you all. And I would say that I know that I'm at a point in my life where I need to put my faith, the belief factor in me, I need to put it in Jesus Christ. If that's what you need to do, it's just. You just put your hand up real quick. I see you. I see you. Thank you. Anybody else? I see you. It's awesome. I need to know Jesus Christ in my personal state. Anyone else? It's awesome. If you, if you raise your hand just by virtue of you doing that, God already sees your heart. I want to pray with you after the service. I sincerely hope you go out and get a Bible and devotion on the East Lawn. So right now, I just want to pray with you. Father, thank you. Thank you today that your love was so great for us that led you to send your only son. And at this very moment, 
God, I, I thank you for your forgiveness in my life. And I believe from my heart and I confess that Jesus Christ is your Son. He's the Messiah. He's the one of the Virgin. I believe that Jesus Christ lived a sinless life. He took my death and sin on the cross. <coughs> He crucified for me, placed in the grave, and placed in that grave the third day. And I, I honestly believe he's coming back to me today. So, guys, I go to that tent, get Bible and devotion, and trust you for people around me to help me in this new one. I know right now that I'm new to this new creation. God, for the rest of us that are here today, who are going through things in our life, just crazy things. But I pray that you remind us there are so many things around us that we Let us focus on those, God, and trust you to work those out in Jesus' name.